0: You know, and reading with this amazing
1: poet. Um, I want to dedicate this reading to um, a poet and mentor, Peter Michelson, who was very dear to me, and he passed away um, in Colorado earlier this month. Um, so that's on my mind. Um, and I'm going to start out by reading from my um, bilingual collection, *Itusango: Exiles and Reveries*, *Exilios y Ensueños* um it is a a fully sorry bilingual collection i will read a couple of the short poems in both languages so you get a sense of the spanish and the first one is dedicated to my oldest daughter song of exile sing to me child of ruptures and exiles the matrilineal inheritance of yellow eyed felines, bloodstains on scented magnolias that preceded the bees. Canción del exilio. Cántame, hija, sobre rupturas y exilios, la descendencia matrilineal de felinos con ojos amarillos, manchas de sangre sobre magnolias perfumadas que precedieron. Um, and the next poem thank you um, the next poem um, is tells a little bit of the of the legacy of state-sponsored um, terror and um, I always you know mentioned that this was a U.S. supported dictatorship as are many <laughs> because that's an important part of the history totem animal The night before the parapolicias burned my father's family home, La Casa de Tusango, taking particular care to scorch a book about Cuba on my very proper Catholic grandmother's nightstand, a gift from her most irreverent son. My mother had a prophetic dream about an owl, its clipped wings, Bulging yellow eyes, and knew we had to flee. Se amamanta el terror, passed down in the mother's milk. I carried with me those eyes into the dark blue wreckage of exile, their hypervigilance now mine. I'm sorry, honey, my hair is getting hot. It's windy, okay. Um, I think I'm okay. Maybe I'm just gonna set this down and pick it up later. I'll grab it for you. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's really nice reading. The <laughs> reading on Zoom for a long time. Um, so the next poem is um, a poem that I wrote in response to a painting. Um, it's an abstract painting. Lattice. I want to stay inside this grid, the reds and blues barbed wire or lattice, and enclosure somehow a flight in its tenderness. But in their absence, birds are most present. Those bluebirds of Sor Juana's and the scabs of war are home perhaps and why so familiar. The blood brilliant lattice teeming life and the sky blue bright celeste hints of childhood if barely warscape and confinement true but also what lies beneath the possibility of flight and redress dusty roses the aftermath of ruins. And the next poem, I guess, you know, as I said, my mentor passed away. And I think with the pandemic, death is in so many of our minds. Um, And um, this past weekend was the um, anniversary of, the death anniversary um, of one of my closest friends in the world from New York, of her mother. Um, So this is for her. Ice princess for Uni. Listen, it is not her fault. The dead are to blame. The blue blood of a Korean princess runs through her veins. During the Cho dynasty, she fed her mother and father sweet cyanide cakes. They turned into purple doves and she kept them in a golden cage by her bedside. Listen, all children wish for their parents to live forever. And I will read this one is short in Spanish. Princesa de hielo para uní. Oye, no es culpa suya. Es culpa de los muertos. La sangre azul de una princesa coreana corre por sus venas. Durante la dinastía dinastía Cho, alimentó a su mamá y papá con dulces tortas de cianuro se convirtieron en palomas púrpuras y los mantuvo cautivos en una jaula dorada en su mesita de luz. Oye, todos los niños desean que sus padres vivan para siempre. So the next poem is a prose poem that I wrote Um, Last weekend was the anniversary of 9-11. I've lived in the Bay Area for a really long time. Both of my children were born here. Um, But before, I used to live in New York, and I lived in Astoria, Queens um, after 9-11. So this is a poem. It's a love song to that neighborhood. That has changed a lot now and it's maybe unrecognizable. But, um, and also, it deals with a little bit of the aftermath of 9-11. Ode to Astoria. Of the tired, petite waitress who dreams of saving enough to go back home to her mother in Cyprus. Of the plastic virgins with their blue mantles, the modest tended rose gardens. Of the all-night Korean fruit stand with its purple eggplants and swan-necked pale green zucchinis, its piles of bright oranges and pomelos, offerings to a lonely god lighting your way back home from the subway. Of the scent of lamb roasting on a spit in a neighbor's yard on Easter Sunday, of wolves fumbling through a bag of unlabeled apartment keys, of the old German neighbor, an aging dandy, who leaves his door ajar so as to hear some human sounds, the way others turn on the kitchen radio, the same neighbor who accosts you in the hallway to tell you like a broken record about the Jewish doctor who ran off with his girl, the one he never could make up his mind to marry. Of the Athens cafe with the old animated Greek men smoking despite the city ordinance and talking politics. The Arab bakeries with their honeyed pistachio delicacies. The coffee house with Egyptian men sitting in a circle on the sidewalk smoking the hookah. Um, Of the shop windows, barrels brimming with olives, dates and almonds of the streets too often littered with garbage, abandoned newspaper, and discarded wrappers, of the shish kebab men feeding the hungry late night bar crawlers and teenagers driving their cars much too fast around and around as if trapped in the most desolate small town in Arkansas, of the most precious blood Catholic Church, the name evocative in Spanish, Or Italian or Portuguese, but too clinical, conjuring syringes and test tubes in English. Of the tiny Greek Orthodox church with a green copper roof where you find some stacked Russian dolls in a yard sale, a tiny mustache wooden man nestled inside an ample Russian woman. Of the N slow and rickety like an old-fashioned amusement ride of the children running around wild-eyed in the local restaurants and the Brazilian fans honking all night up and down Broadway after Brazil wins the World Cup. Of ultimately, the wave of Mediterranean warmth um, like an unexpected sea breeze you felt as you stepped off the subway, that afternoon you visited too soon after 9-11, at a time the beginning of orange alerts and the anthrax scare, when the lingering smells of ashes still haunted parts of Brooklyn, when Susan Sontag was being called a traitor, when Sikhs were attacked, mistaken for Arabs, and Arabs were attacked for being Arabs, a time when politicians and the media aligned themselves with the government like perfect toy soldiers, and messy immigrant Astoria felt like the next best thing to leaving America. Man, oh, thank you. Okay, um, and I'm going to end. Uh, with two newer poems that were just published in a journal out of Canada and the theme of the issue was transformation which seemed like a really great thing to be asked to write about right because we are um, in the middle of so many crises and overlapping crises and we really need to reimagine our world so I will try to end on that note. Song of transformation. Radical song rhyming couplet. The possibility of transmutation. Subject of meditation. Emergence from a collective egg, Robin blue and speckled. During the bush years I read Emma Goldman on the page. Moral consciousness burned bright now the songs of abolitionists and those bold enough to dream expansive landscapes unmarred by the bloody delineations of nation states. Transformation, object of meditation, because they were so taken by him, Mandela's guards had to be continuously replaced. Radical song, possibility of transmutation, emergence robin blue speckled landscapes unmarred by the bloody delineations of nation states and i will end with song of possibility maybe i'll wait until (laughs) song of possibility moon swoon eyes wide green Swing, red bite, if the revolution eyes sky, red trees, bright speckled sea hatching, if the revolution swings green, joy bells, bird wings. Thank you very much. Muchas
0: gracias. Que up mi gente, for Florencia, por favor, por favor, and it's also got copies of, her, of her. Buy her book, it's over here, it's beautiful. It's put out by Nomadic Press. So yeah, there it is right there. Uh, yeah, we out here on the library steps, mi gente. What do you think of that? Huh? The poets have been in the Zoom Mundo for too long. We're coming out here now, real life, in real life poetry like the old days. who the thought? Soon we'll go back to a, a cordless telephones and shit. All right, mi gente, next up, the next poet up. uh, First, let me just say that this next poet consistently puts out the best book titles. I kid you not, mi gente, and in addition, I love him dearly. So, mi gente, uh, Alan Chazarro, our next poet, is the author of This Is Not a Frank Ocean cover album, put out by Black Lawrence Press 2019, and author of Piñata Theory, put out by Black Lawrence Press 2020. What kind of poet puts out two books in a row, y'all? He's a hard working man right here. Not only that, in 2021, he released Notes from the Eastern Span of the Bay Bridge. That's three books of poetry in three years, Mihanta. What the hell? Alan is a graduate of June Jordan's Poetry for the People program at UC Berkeley, and he's a former Lawrence Ferlinghetti fellow at the University of San Pancho. Alan writes for SF Gate, KQED, Oaklandside, 48Hills, and other publications, and is usually on Twitter and IG, being a useless millennial. You can find him at Alan Chasaro, y'all. Give it up for the one, the only, Alan Chasaro.
2: Gracias, Josiah. Thank you, everybody, for lending your ears, your spirit, being here, being present. Um, I have my roots in the Bay, so it feels good to be here, but my roots are also in Mexico, where my parents came from. So I'm just trying to represent. Uh, I'm going to start with this poem called Photo for My Unborn Child. I'm riding the BART from the airport, observing what's outside. Corrugated fences with spray painted messages. This is sacred land fuck pigs, die techie scum. The homes are historic and diverse as the people who breathe inside them, colorful and sprawling along a muscular shore. Your mother grew up here on 55th, around the corner from her cousin's tire shop and the bar your grandpa would take her to perform Mariah Carey karaoke as a kid to crowds of drunken men. The shop is closed now, and the bar boarded up with graffitied wood. But the house in Oakland remains, with the ceiling your grandpa painted as the night sky. We will take to see. We will take you to see it someday, so you can study how constellations are formed from the darkness of our mouths. Can can you all hear me okay? Uh, I used to be a teacher for 10 years, actually, public high school. Um, Still teach with students from San Francisco, actually, on the weekends, but they always used to tell me in person that I talked too loud, so I feel like it traumatized me, and now I try to, like, always, and my wife always tells me I talk too loud, too, so. This poem is called Lucha Libre in two and one-half parts. Part one, La Lucha. It wouldn't have been as bad as you or I or they think. Mexican me could have known the highest ceilings of Tio Enrique's house. Could have studied the careful architecture of UNAM's libraries like Tia Carolina. Mexican me might have been more listo than American me. Might have loved mas fácil than American me. Mexican me might have understood blood as another word for tenderness and tender as a synonym for a pain too raw to touch. I've seen Querétaro in purple lights, the city's aqueduct folding neighborhoods in half. Last summer, my tía Pilar invited me to live with her and taste the fruit of family photo albums Each relative's memory, my hunger. Part two, El Libre. Sing the deepest songs you know, the ones that occupy the fields between the countries of your body. What I wanna say is I have cousins in Mexico, my brother in Mexico, my blood in Mexico. I call them Primo, Adrián, Abuelo. It's a privilege. To be clear, I see myself as privileged. In high school, I watched U.S. versus Mexico on TV from my couch. I would back and forth every soccer play. I would cheer for nothing, and I would cheer for anything. And then the last part is La Máscara. Thank you, <laughs> I was born in Redwood City, but my mom tells me I was born in Mexico. When I'm older, she shows me a forged birth certificate with my Mexican identity, Alan Perez Chasaro. In case of emergency, she says, I've held it, the unofficially official document the weightless feel of something that shouldn't exist. I hold it like nothing I've ever known. Gracias, gracias. So I like to tell a little like background stories. Um I wrote that poem because both of my parents were born and raised in Mexico, immigrated in the seventies, and I grew up here in the Bay Area, but Uh, In 2019, actually, right before the pandemic, I quit my job in the US and I went to go live with my family in Mexico with my mom, who's still a Mexican citizen um, and currently lives there. And my abuelo, basically only my dad lives in the Bay Area. So I went and it was just crazy to me thinking how my dad was one out of 12 and he was the only one that came to the US just by pure chance that he landed in the Bay Area. So I'm like this weird cousin that when I go back, I have literally thousands of first related kind of cousins. And I just always imagine what it would have been like. And I actually think in a weird way, my life could have been more privileged in Mexico than it was for me in the United States. Um, Okay, this next poem is called An Inventory of Cultural Fragments. Tio Gerardo in a Dodge Caravan playing Chabela Vargas. Caballos without saddles flowing the fields. Frijoles con tortillas y queso for breakfast. Bus rides from Guadalajara to Teo Caltiche. Guitarras fluttering near the quesadilla ladies. Faded announcements on public walls. Murals made of iron y fuego. Soccer jerseys soaking summer sweat. Poetry in Spanish with broken English translations. Broken windows cathedrals gold-plated, agua de jamaica y tacos de arachera, mezcal inside jazz clubs, crickets inside my mouth, salsa brava, policemen with pump actions, fountain plazas at midnight, abuelo asleep in the front room, dormant volcanoes, flowers that wouldn't survive the North. Uh, this is gonna be my last poem. It's a title poem from Piñata Theory. Shout out um, the artist that did this, Francisco Palomares from East LA, born and raised. Um, I told I, I try to be very involved with all my book covers and I try to support artists from the community. So I thought he did a beautiful job and it's actually like the size of this light pole, the actual painting. So we paid him for that and and he blessed the cover here. So this is called Piñata Theory. Blindfolded, I was given a broomstick and told to hit a moving target. When I swung my dizzy arms, an adult on a chair would pull on a rope to yank the rainbow fluff of goods beyond my reach. Everyone laughed and sang about hitting the cardboard carcass, but I only became more lost To prove them wrong, I focused harder in the darkness. Consider the violence of living, how breath can be fractured and displaced while walking. Take bones, for example, how they are firm enough for everyday activity but collapse on impact. I fear these injuries, knowing what's beneath revelations. Each day, is a split in the skull, a bang in the lungs. So if I am piñata, then hang me with strings of coriander and rainbow dust while playing retro surf music and popping party balloons until I'm spilling myself and you are reaching to gather whatever part of me is unbroken because tonight is a cliffside Everyone is loose and dismembering something might bring us together. We went from smashing Spidermans to smashing institutions we can't see, getting our spins and tumbles from tequila and Sierra Nevadas, pretending to be ourselves but never trusting the brakes, a different kind of broken, a slower waking up, each morning becoming more monster needing a harder sort of destruction but this glue was never meant to hold us together we were covered in layers of pretty colors and paper mache faces superhero assemblages of warehouse scraps beneath these robocop exteriors we stomach lollipops our breakage a celebration the truth We were made for beat downs. Thank you, everybody, much love. Hope you all have a beautiful day.
0: one more time for Alan Chazaro, por favor. Damn, Alan. How's Alan put out three books of poetry in three years? Let me just say that one more time. Three books of poetry in three years. It took me i uh, am 51 years old. It took me 51 years to put a book out. This man puts out theory in one year. And honestly, y'all, check out Alan's articles, too, because he's always writing about our cultura, elevating it, making us feel like we're part of this whole narrative. So check him out. He's got a bunch of amazing articles. He just put one out in date book about celebrating uh, uh, Mexican Independence Day. So yeah, tap in with Alan, for sure, for sure. OK, mi gente, full disclosure, this next poet makes me cry be in the corner, weeping, um, but you know, I mean, if we're going to have a real poetry reading, we got to have this poet. Uh, next up, the one and only Susana Praver Perez is a Pushcart-nominated poet and a winner of the San Francisco Foundation Nomadic Press Literary Prize for Poetry. Yee! She was born and raised in Nueva York. Praver Perez currently resides in Oakland Califas, where she works as a physician's assistant at La Clínica de la Raza. Yes, 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 yes. Oh man, that's a good, that's a good. You gotta check it out though, yeah? Okay, Susana's work has appeared in numerous literary journals and anthologies. Her first full-length book of poetry, Hurricanes, Love Affairs and Other Disasters is now available from Nomadic Press. Right over there, mi gente. So give it up for the one and only Susana Praver Perez. Are oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll see sure. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so <laughs> okay. you. Remember that YouTube channel where people do texture things? This is me rubbing suede. Hey, can I take my mask off? Yeah, yeah.
3: I need two hands and a mouth to read. (laughs) So thank you for this. This is such a beautiful event. This is my first in-person since the pandemic started. It's so beautiful to be out here and so beautiful to see so many beautiful faces. Um, I'm gonna read from my book, um, Hurricanes, Love Affairs and Other Disasters. Um, Since we're celebrating Latino Heritage Month, I thought I'd start out with a poem of origins, a poem that I wrote to my son, a poem that unfortunately makes Josiah Weep every time I read it, so. (laughs) Perdón, hermano. Okay. Sancocho. My son has a name a full hand of fingers long. When the DMV made him fan all of his names on a table like a gin rummy flush, he asked, what were you and Pa thinking? What we were thinking was to paint the map of your being in such bright letters, you would never lose yourself, never lose us, nor your grandparents, tus abuelos, your great-grandparents, tus bisabuelos, as you walk in a world where accent marks are seen as rubble to stumble on, and the role of an R in aberration. We stamped you with the world of my ancestors, or what we knew of it, after a genocidal war destroyed the settles of Europe and yanked those roots from the soil. We gave you my paternal name, which may not really be my father's name or my father's father's name, but a name a clerk at Ellis Island approximated, a name that in Russian may have been pravda, meaning truth. The truth is hidden in an uprooted name. We hold on tight to our names, always seeking the truth. Y tu papa. Stamped his name and his roots on you and on me too, embossed in ever-present Perez on birth certificates, on marriage licenses, and as you well know, mijo, driver's licenses. Perez is like Smith in the Spanish-speaking world, but here, instead of the beautiful cascade of syllables it is, Perez is pureed into Perez in English-speaking mouths. Never let them tell you how to say your own name. It is yours. It is yours, and papi's, and now mine. It belonged to Abuelo Mateo who lived in a wooden house with no hot water and mocha. Y tu who walked those fertile hills barefoot, cracked soles caked with red soil whose names were scrawled on the front page of a Bible with a pencil sharpened by a machete. Your roots spread deep and far in a land whose sweetness was sucked by cañaveradas and colonizers. Roots spreading like woody lianas and flowering vines in alunque. Roots that spread through the halls of our home, shape glistening socai in our brains, thickly seasoned of blood, beating like bomba drums, strumming like a badalaika, spreading like verbs in our veins. Thank you. Thank you. Sound all right? It's okay? Okay. So, this is next poem is called um, Decolonize Your Mind. And this is what happens when we run. This is for the girls who run away. Run so far to forget who they are. Dive deep into suburbs of any city USA where nobody knows the why or the way a D disappears between vowels. Or how L and R switch it up in partner dance twirls with the tongue. This is for the nennas who move away to marry men with names like Smith and Jones to merge and blend, submerge and send Que pasa power to the closet with the well ironed sheets stiff with amidon like abuela taught them before they left home. This is for the chicas who scorch their scalps with lye and flat irons, pressed by the myth of pelo malo, who swallow so many barely masked lights they sweat it through their pores, who believe the lie that they are less, not knowing their own magnificence. Thank you. So this next poem, um, I want to call up it, the memory of those who were lost in Hurricane Maria in, in Puerto Rico. Um, some 4,000 4, people lost their lives, including Mighty Sara. And um, I also want to thank the people of Louisiana who are suffering that same um, uh, uh, str- struggle right now. Um, and this is a piece called How to Keep Cool When a Hurricane Knocks Out the Power. Do not call up wind. You already know the great god Urokan who spewed his bitter breath on you. Do not speak his words. They have already burned your mouth, tumbled your walls, beheaded your palm trees. Do call up breeze, that delicate air found on wings of colobris and sea foam, scent of salitre, a trail of perfume in Yamaya's blue wake. Do not call up snow that blanket of whiteness Theo Joe sent photos of from New York, seeking the sustenance those from the north made so hard to find, fields of viandas buried beneath concrete and debt. Do call upon the white sparkle of rain that doubles as drink and nurtures veiled roots. Boil yuca y lluvia till your abuela peers in the vapor, agua de coco cupped in her wrinkled hands. Do not give up as you stand in line five hours to buy gasoline for generators that poison your lungs and fill your ears with shrill like the wail of 4,000 dead decomposing in the tropical sun. Do hang a hammock on a rooftop where you can see the moon and stars remember. The great god Urukan was your great-great-great-grandfather and your bones are carved of ironwood Your blood, a braid of many mothers, espíritu long and strong as a Rio Grande de Luisa. Yes, one day there will be cool Hugo de Parcha to sip again because resilience will always be your middle name. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. This next poem is also a um, uh, post-Hurricane Maria poem from the book. It's called Return Against... uh, Return." against the flow. An old man with hair dyed black, like in better days, flashes a toothless smile. He's so proud of his little house for sale, shows me the cramped cocina and the soot-filled sala all built with his very own hands. The children he raised have all gone. He sits on his porch alone, watching Puerto Rico pivot on the point of a pin. Where will you go, I ask? Afuera, he spouts, away. I have come to find a home of my own, seek deep in this island that feeds my soul. I'm a car in the bus lane, driving against the flow on a one-way street. People wave wild arms to stop me. Nena, que tu haces? What are you doing? They can't fathom why I'd plant feet on cratered streets, entangle myself in unraveling realm. Their worries and warnings cleave my dreams, leave me questioning. I see fresh green sprouting through cracked concrete. They show me old, green mold invading houses. I see red stripes and a single star shimmering in an aqua sky. They show me red blood of a nation crushed by promises. Landscapes shift with every turn. A hilltop mansion bathed in gold looks down on a sea of blue fema Still topping fractured houses four years after the storm. My mind is a cyclone of queries. How many chickens can run free on urban streets and still call it city? How many feral cats can fit into a vacant house? How many abandoned pups can roam beaches and backroads before the call of the wild turns all to dog-eat-dog? Dog? How can I tell if the sun piercing the mangroves is sunrise or sunset? I pray for answers. I pray for Puerto Rico. A wrinkled viejita in a well-ironed house dress rocks on her porch as I pass, wishes me un buen día, blesses me with her heartfelt Bendicion, while Preciosa plays softly in the background. Mm. And I'm gonna close with a San Francisco poem. This is uh, an homage to La Luna Literary Lounge that many of you may remember, and uh, San Francisco's Mission District. It's called On a Mission. I balance on metal teeth of a rising stairway, slow motion serenade, cellos echo in a train station's cavern. The teeth tuck themselves behind a concrete lip, spit me into a plaza of papel picado filled with fruits and flowers and a preacher screeching, in a nombre de Dios! A packed McDonald's holds down one corner. Taqueria San Jose secures another. Men with calloused hands eat foods spiced with richness of their roots on tables topped with oilcloth and bare bulb loose while the gentry devour the neighborhood by candlelight on white linen. But I am not here to eat. I came to follow the moon as it scurries up lampposts, runs along phone lines, alights on a cloud like an eagle with a snake in its mouth. I follow the serpent, slither down 24th Street under a blue moon, super moon, blood moon, eclipsed by the sun. I pass Barbujas Lavanderia where overworked mothers wash clothes dragged down from overfilled flats while the children draw dreams on cracked sidewalks. Mission musicians in a multi-hued mural crown the parking lot of House of Breaks. Lowriders fist bump with a nod. I finally arrive at my Mecca early. This is the only place in my life I arrive early. I gaze at rows of chairs through diamond shapes of the security gate. I can almost taste the pregnant air, like a snake, a bruja, a poet with words on my tongue. The, the doors fly open and I flow in like water to a low spot, though I am on a high. I'm all adrenaline and dragonflies and those sparks that leap between synapses. I sit beside homegirls who pump poems out of fire hydrants, spray stories that hang in the air like azimer. Brothers born and raised in this barrio bounce words behind their backs, dribble and pass, shoot a three-pointer, slam-dunk their verse. A sister sings her truth and rings rafters in those tender places we hide inside. Tu sabes. Walking back to Bart in the dark, the neighborhood's in a different mode. The bookstores and fruit stands are all tucked in for the night. Guys with tight jeans and gaudy voices spill out of corner bars. The fluorescent light and ranchera music flowing from Taqueria Vallarte is pumped up like it's wearing six-inch heels. But I am wearing sensible shoes, and the full moon illuminates my steps. I spout poetry to myself like a lunatic, figure no one's going to bother a loca walking alone in the night. McDonald's is still open. A man in just a loincloth, yellow flowers in his matted hair, steps into the chilly air, a red heart painted on his chest. Maybe he's un loco de verdad. Or maybe he's just like me, in camouflage. Eyes meet, we exchange a good night, and I descend into the cavernous station. Mission accomplished. Gracias.
0: Give it up one more time for Susana, por favor. (laughs) And, Hermana, gracias for calling in the uh, Lunada too, into the space. That was a beautiful, beautiful reading series that happened in the mission for years at the Galeria de la Raza. Susanna's a poet of memory, y'all. She's our memory, so it's important. It's important. Uh all right. You got one more poet. Are you ready? It's me. It's me. Let me just let me just unencumber myself for a moment and uh, we'll get to it. In case you don't know where you are, you are at the San Francisco Public Library, who is, start, who is hosting this beautiful event. Uh, SF Public Library is hosting a whole month of uh, events for Latinx Heritage Month, so tap in and check out the schedule because it's a, it's a beautiful lineup of gente, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, where the hell will we be in San Francisco without the literary landscape, right? So support support any way you can. Yes, yes, yes. Also, shout out to KPFA for being here. Man, this is gonna be this is gonna be broadcast uh, on the Full Circle show, so there's no swearing in English. Is it, uh, I'm gonna swear in Spanish, and no one will be able to tell. But it's all right. It's all right. Woo! Okay, mi gente, I got three poems for you. One for the pandemico, one for San Francisco, and one for mi gente. First poem is titled America Win had this uh, America Win had this lousy pandemico and all I got was this t-shirt that says i'm with stupid printed on it America after all this bean chip pandemico desmadre is over will you still be known all over el mundo for your wondrous acts of mega consumerism your endless fields of capitalism that stretch off into the monotheist horizon? Will we still be able to see the intricacies of your Southern California shopping mall forests and Las Vegas pyramids from outer space? America, not having looked into a department store dressing room mirror this whole time, will you still be able to fit into your own esqueleto? Will you be thin as a popote or bloated from eating all the stale pan dulce that was hidden in the bomb shelter? America, during all of this, you continued to beat your children. You continue to lock up our children. You continue to use cobwebs to stop the bleeding. You continue to change the light bulbs on the border so that it would stay well lit. And you created an altar in the corner of the casa where you buried your still living elders and the rest of the money. We know this porque you posted the video on Instagram. America! You keep leaving your pantalones in the Zoo Mundo. And you're walking down Market Street with your nalgas hanging out and your maxed out credit card dangling in the spot where your cock used to be. America, how much of all of this are you going to continue to do without? How much can you not wait to get back to? America, stale loaves of colonized bread are still left on the shelves at the looted bodegas. Immigrant, fishes, and chupacabras left over from the 1990s have managed to sneak back here during all of this. America, will you deport them? America, your concrete has a five o'clock shadow. The grandchildren of your gentrification have a real interesting look on their face right now. America, you watch the Ouroboros sitcoms and let Netflix narrate this Immigrantes American dream while you said amen to Donald Trump piñatas and drank and injected the bleach. America, you wanted a new kind of vision that involves not being able to see a damn thing and a new kind of family that includes only you. America, you went and had an insurrection and todo mundo stayed inside. You did not shoot your neighbors like you promised you would. The folk tales stayed forgotten in glass jars on the shelves next to the fancy mustard and tapatio while everything else was bandaged, whether it was wounded or not. America, you look like a failed revolution with a big parking lot. But then again, you've always looked like a failed revolution with a big parking lot. America, the prophecies never pronounced it like this. Plagues, pesadillas, and ICE agents have come and gone by the window. Rent hasn't been paid in years. Duck Dynasty lookalikes and mullet heads with Wookiee bikinis on stormed your capital, America, your capital, while you reminisced with Amazon Prime about the good old days. America. After the final news broadcast is over, will you just finish your last drink and go out back and dig up the bones in the backyard so that you can rebury them again and again and again? America, if you look at this from el otro lado, this is a story that has already happened. The pandemico is, uh, has made me incredibly uh, nostalgic, right? We, we miss the real things that we we're able to walk through and touch and be with. So uh, this is an old poem to, uh, to the city that I knew as San Francisco a long time ago. So this is, this is me being nostalgic, y'all. You have, to, you have to forgive me for a moment. FedEx. Sorry. All right, San Francisco, San Francisco, I remember you and the sweet and embarrassing Polaroid pictures that were taken by the ghosts of beatniks who can't spell and Barbary Coast smugglers who will never ever text message you. San Francisco, I remember you in the layers of graffiti on the bathroom walls at Specs and Cafe Trieste and at Cafe Macondo, and then the light bulbs that have burned out at the tip top of the Transamerica building. San Francisco, I remember you in the taillights and headlights of the lowriders cruising Mission Street low and slow, lighting up the barrio like the candelas on an ofrenda. San Francisco, I remember you dancing with the beautiful brown drag queens of esta noche all night long. San Francisco, I remember you as I look at the stoop hieroglyphics in the Fillmore left by the black familias that used to live there. The melancholia from the time that Billie Holiday sang strange fruit at the Flamingo Club is still stuck in a corner sidewalk crack by the bus stop where the 22 picks you up. In front of where the both and club used to be, the cacophonous growl of one of Archie Shepp's tenor solos is smushed into the concrete under an ancient and smashed piece of bubble gum. San Francisco, I remember the time Harvey Milk made out with the Golden Gate Bridge in front of the Cafe Baghdad while drag queen angels whistled show tunes above them and leather daddies with tables by the window finished their large stack of strawberry pancakes. San Francisco, I remember the secret tunnels of Chinatown where so many of the Chinese still go when they get sick of the pinche turistas asking for firecrackers, numchucks, and opiated bubble gum. San Francisco, I remember the time I took LSD and turned the old army bunkers below the Golden Gate into an Aztec temple movie set for an entire day and night. European and Japanese touristas took snapshots, posed for pictures, and put their torn-out, sacrificed hearts back in their chests as they returned to the hotel rooms to write postcards to their friends and families, telling them how cool and beautiful the city really is. San Francisco, I remember you when I reached for my wallet and realized that it was just pickpocketed by the ghost of Jack Black. San Francisco, I remember you when Diego Rivera would wander your hilly streets as the colores for his Pan-American Unity fresco spilled out of his pants pocket while Frida sullenly waited back at the hotel ordering room service, missing Mexico and eyeballing the hueros outside who had faces like white dough. San Francisco, I remember you in narrow 3 a.m. doorways with the echoes of Bob Kaufman's poems still linger like the smell of smoke. There goes Bob Kaufman spilling some books right there. I love it. San Francisco, I remember you as I walked through the Tenderloin, stopping at Pill Hill to try and score some oversized cartoon quaaludes, grinning in front of the spot where Compton's cafeteria used to be, imagining the look of disbelief that cop had right before that cup of coffee was tossed in his pincha face. San Francisco, I remember you the time Oscar Zeta Acosta pissed on the steps of St. Anthony's Church and projectile vomited ectoplasm and warm cerveza as he walked towards Market Street to catch a bus to La Misión, where he'd spend the rest of the night playing his old clarinet in front of his SRO on Valencia Street. After he'd finish, he'd dream drunk brown buffalo dreams where all the other brown buffaloes around him would be screaming, ¡Que viva la raza, cabrones! <laughs> San Francisco, I remember you on Sunday mornings when the holy music from St. John Coltrane's church would drift up and down Divisadero Street, cleansing everything like a new rain. San Francisco... I remember you. Yeah. Yeah, Y'all remember that, San Francisco? Yes. Yee. Yes. Yee. Me amo Josiah Luis Antonio Alderete. Gracias, Alderete. Gracias, hermano. Gracias. Okay, mi gente. This last one here is going out to my Mexica familia. My Chicano Dinosaurs and Latinx test you babies in the audience, y'all know who you are. Que somos mi gente? Que somos? Pues somos starlight that was left in the glove box of Sochipili's yellow El Camino. Somos poems in bilingual language going down the street as librarians check them. Somos nopalespinas that pricked our tata abuelas sueños of living here in Los United States. Somos scared childhood cruzando la frontera momentos that are tattooed forever on El Cucuy's left arm. Somos huesos that a jaguar in El Cielo is gnawing on right now. ¿Qué somos, mi gente? Somos a conejo that you can see quite clearly on Cuyushuaqui when you look up at the night sky. Somos the torn out páginas of a history book that no one was ever going to read anyway. Somos the candelas still burning on the corner of Frendas back in our old neighborhoods. Somos the smell of burnt tortillas. Somos frijoles that have been soaking in a bowl of water since the beginning of this quinto sol. Que somos, mi gente? Somos africano features hidden behind Zapatista Bigotes. Somos Africano rhythms played on a vaquita's jawbone. Somos the broken taillights of a pinche dot com conquistador's car as he drives over shell mounds on his way to the next century's chingarera. Somos the first drops of divina sangre that Pochli shed in defense of his mamá. Somos the sweet Taste of nopal syrup and amaranth cakes, which the colonizers mistook for the taste of flesh and blood. Que somos, mi gente? Somos a frontera folktale about the time El Diablo came to the pachanga dressed in the skin of a handsome blue-eyed white man with the feet of a chicken. Somos the black and red scribbles inside of viejito's dream that made up his life that Mi is watching like a sitcom rerun right now. Que somos mi gente. Somos a white cowboy hat on a Tigres del Norte album cover. Somos the smell of death quietly emanating off the papayas in front of the Mercados around 16th Street. Somos a 500-year-old joyride in a blue-eyed, demigod-stolen ramfla with the bones of the 1,000 conquistadors who we killed on La Noche Triste in the trunk, man. Que somos, mi gente? Pues somos ancestors who are children. Somos the severed parts of our own goddesses. Somos gods who leave their own body parts behind to help create our time. Somos the wrinkles of our abuelita's skin. Somos the flayed skin of Shepi Toltec. Somos Ashayacat's palace. Somos Ashayacat's palace rising up in this day and age out of Mexico City. Concrete que somos mi gente. Somos the smoke in Chavela Valles' throat when she sings her canciones. Somo's wooden prayers said under serpent skirt night skies. Somo's Spanish surnames and the last known European address of Doña Malitzin. Somo's words that white America can pronounce. Somos our own mispronunciations, somos our own mistranslations, somos our own migrations, somos our own bullet holes, somos our own milagros, que somos mi gente. Somos the last box of Brown Ben Davis pants buried in the Terremoto earthquake after the big one finally hit San Pancho. Somos constellations. They can only be seen if you hold the sky up to a smoking mirror. Somos mariposas de humo that disappears. They flutter across that pinche border. Somos North American pesadillas stuffed inside a Donald Trump piñata. Sin dulces, sin manzanas, just the pesadillas. Somos a pile of huesos out on la frontera that no one is ever going to find. Somos brown skinned children in American cages left to die. Somos Spanglish speaking Sempasuchils, watered with agua that comes from ni de aquí ni de allá. But somehow we keep growing. ¿Qué somos, mi gente? ¿Qué somos? Gracias, gracias mi gente so much for being here, for holding space with us. Please give give it up for the SF Public Library for, for making this possible, support them whenever possible. Also give it up for our poetas today, Florencia, Susana, Allen, their books are all over here on the table. Buy some books, support some poets. Love being here with you all. I hope to see you at uh, next couple of months. Uh, next month, there's this month, there's a bunch of beautiful events. So tap in with the library. Hopefully, we'll see each other again, OK? Aquí estamos y no los vamos. Gracias.
1: All right. Thank you for being here on our first program for Latinx Heritage Month and our beginning of Back uh, Wednesday. With the Library Steps book sale, this program is uh, possible because of friends of San Francisco Public Library. So buy some books, buy the books from the poets. And officially the library wants to say gracias a los poetas por compartir su magia. Thanks poets for sharing your magic, your passion, your love, your heart, and your soul with us. Okay, see you in the libraries, we're all open.